My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 16 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, anything else going on in the world, or any other story that I might find interesting. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So wanted to just touch base with you real quick today and give you an update on the pistol brace rule. This thing has been, you know, going on and on for the last few year or so, and we've gone through a variety of different uh uh, iterations and episodes and ups and downs, and we are finally getting to a, to a good place. So to uh, circle back from the beginning, the ATF issued a ruling that basically said that if you have a pistol brace, a brace that attaches to a uh, a pistol, a typically an AR type pistol, uh, that that makes that a short barreled rifle. And these pistol braces were originally designed for people that were handicapped, had some sort of disability that made it uh, difficult for them to uh, fire a uh, a AR type pistol uh, effectively. And so this takes it and braces it against their forearm so that they have a more stable firing platform to shoot from. And the ATF has come back, came back and issued a ruling that said that these are short barrel rifles and so they need to be treated as such and that they have to be registered with the NFA. You have to pay your $200 tax stamp and blah, 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 blah. And so this rule uh, was proposed. It went for comments. People tore it apart and then, uh, the ATF finally issued their their final ruling and gave everybody a little uh, leeway, a few months to uh, file their tax stamps. They gave them a free they they didn't charge them the two hundred dollars, but you had to register and you had to say, "I've got one of these." Or if you didn't, you had to destroy it or risk being a felon. And a very 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 small percentage of the estimated owners of these pistol prices actually filed their their form uh ones to register these so there were a lot of felons potentially created and obviously this went to court and there were some temporary restraining orders that were uh, put in place across the country based on different uh whether you're a texas resident or if you're a member of the uh firearms policy coalition or gun owners of america you got these uh, there was just a hodgepodge of rulings that said, you know, right now you're not, if you're in this class, this group, you, you're, the ATF can't enforce this rule against you. Well, finally, a district court has come down and set a, a temporary injunction. So the injunction is a nationwide uh, ruling versus the restraining order, which is based on different groups. And the injunction applies to Everyone and has said that right now this rule does not exist. We're going back to the status quo and we're going to wait until this thing is finally decided in the courts. And they only do this when they have a really good idea that they're not going to, the ATF is not going to, to win in this case. And uh, where eventually the rule will be invalidated. So what's going on here? So what is is happened is this has been it's really more a procedural administrative 
process. It's not really related to the Second Amendment. I'm not saying that these things are protected or not protected by the Second Amendment. That's not the argument. There's the Administrative uh, Process Act and Administrative Procedures Act that basically tells how all these different agencies, FAA, ATF, uh, EPA, how they're supposed to issue these administrative rules. And that's what this was, an administrative rule. It wasn't a law. It was a new rule that they said, this is how we're going to start enforcing it. And they have to follow these rules. And what this case is saying is that the ATF didn't follow these rules, which they didn't. If you all remember, the original rule came out and they had this long form, all these questions and criteria. And depending on what your gun, how it fit, you would give it a certain point level. And if it had a certain point level, then it would come back and say that, yes, uh, this is an SBR. And it was very complicated. And when it went for the comment periods, it people just destroyed it about how unrealistic it was to uh, make this determination. So the ATF came back and completely changed the rule and just said, hey, we're just going to look at these few criteria. So it's kind of a bait and switch. They say, hey, there's a rule. I want everybody to comment on it. And then they issue a new rule. And that's what the court's saying, that ATF, you you could not do this. And so we are now in this period where uh, the courts have finally gone through the process and they issued this t- this temporary injunction where now everybody is protected. So if you didn't file your Form 1 and you still have your pistol brace, you're safe. You can go out and use it. You can do everything that you, that you have previously. If you for, filed it as an SBR, well, now you have to kind of treat it like an SBR. You have to make sure you got your tax stamp with you, blah, 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 wherever you go. It's kind of complicated. Not sure how they're going to undo some of this uh, this uh, uh, stuff. And that's part of why the injunction was put in place, because the court said, hey, if we keep doing this, there's some rep- irreparable harm that's going to happen to these people. They're spending money. They're doing all this kind of stuff and we can't back it out. So we got to put a pause on this till we figure this thing out. So what's going to happen? Well, more than likely it's going to go to the court. It's going to get decided and it's going to, the rule is going to be invalidated. Then the ATF is going to appeal and the Fifth Circuit will probably look at this, and it'll eventually make its make its way to the Supreme Court. And at that point in time, the Supreme Court is going to have to evaluate whether or not this rule uh, was uh, done correctly or not. And at that point, I don't know if it'll fall under some Second Amendment um, issues or not, but that'll be the, the process. And we're probably looking at a couple of years before it makes it through this process. So good news is we've got a few years before this whole pistol brace thing comes back up and, and we have to start worrying about it again. Uh, bad news is, is that since it is an administrative rule, the ATF could come back and do a whole new rule, try and go through the process correctly and see. Now, do they have that staying power? Do they have that gumption to do it? Plus, we're going to get a new administration in, hopefully, in a, in a year or so and Maybe the whole approach for the ATF will completely change at that point in time. So kind of wait and see. But right now, good news is if you have pistol, a pistol brace, it's completely legal. You can go out and use it. No worries. Nothing to worry from the ATF because they can't enforce this rule. So good news on that standpoint. And 
for now, we're going to probably not be talking about the pistol brace rule for a little while because we're going to have to go through some other court decisions and eventually we're really going to be waiting for it to get to the Supreme Court. So just a quick update for you. Appreciate everybody listening. Uh, have a good day. And I will, and if I don't talk to you before, have a happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to be doing some traveling, so probably won't get another episode out unless something just pops that we have to talk about and get that out to y'all. But I uh, wanted to get this update to you. So if you've got a pistol brace, go out and use it this weekend. Um, and if, if you like this episode, share it with others, follow the podcast, do all those things. Uh, appreciate you listening. Thanks and have a happy Thanksgiving and uh, enjoy all your time off. Thank you.